This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series Compact Tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Danello, who is outside of Craven Cottage. He just watched Fulham's 3-0 victory against West Bromwich Albion, which extends the lead against WBA, which is good, West Brom. So this is actually a good thing, Emilio. It is the return of the Fulham shadow. I always yes. like saying that. So, yeah. Emilio, just give me your opening thoughts on what you watched. Yeah, still got my got my breath back after that. There's <laughs> been you know, all the celebrations after the Mitrovic hat trick, and obviously after the game with all the celebrations. I'll send you some videos after, but it's you know top performance. We had some nervy moments, but overall, this is the third best team in the division. Then there's a problem. This is our this is promotions there for us to lose. You know, on that performance, you know, I thought we were dominant, strong, pressing throughout the game against a team who are physically very strong. Right, you know, got you know they've won ugly this season many times, and you know something that we're not very good at doing. And to be honest, we put them back in their place. You know, other than a few, the opening two or three minutes, we were I thought a little bit slow off the mark, but we grew into the game and dominated that first half. Second half, clearly two 0 down. They're they're going to have they're going to have a moment and a period of of domination, which they did, and it wasn't pr- pretty from us. But overall, they gave us few problems to be honest, and it's, we shouldn't be worried. You know that, that we're now comfortable in second place. You know, got players returning back from injury. We got the, probably Mitrovic is on, basically is on fire at the moment. Yeah, you know, is just his presence in front of goal, his instincts, his sharpness, his fitness levels is incredible. I've lost adjectives, you know, to describe his performances at the moment. And overall, good performance. You know, disappointed with Tosin sending off there. You know, I'd like to see that again, but that took, yeah, we'll talk about that. That took the gloss off the victory. Someone took that, you know, that gloss off. But overall, three nil, another clean sheet. 
what more do we want as Fulham fans? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Emilio, we'll mm. talk about, again, this is just a full-time show, everything that happened mm. quickly, and we'll go for about 20 minutes, but mm. let's just start from the beginning. What were your thoughts about the starting 11? Um, good. I think, I think good decisions. I think I thought, obviously, their physique probably was maybe too risky to play Tom, to be honest. So I think bringing Harrison Reed in there, who's, you know, was, was, a, was, a, was prudent from the manager. And again, don't risk Tom if there's any doubt there. And playing against, you know, a, physically, a physical team, who not particularly pretty, I think was a, was a, was a good move from Marco Silva. Right. And, and, and playing Dennis as well, right back as well, with his presence in the air as well. You know, Dennis, Dennis did you know, well today. Yeah, I, he, he, he was close top three for me. It's a very okay. good, another very good game from him. And, you know, I love Dennis Adore, and I think most Fulham fans do. But, you know, Marco Silva's decision to play him was, was the right one, to be honest, because we needed his physical presence, his aerial presence as well, you know, against a very, you know, big, strong team like West Bromwich Albion. So, overall, comfortable with that starting eleven. Okay, excellent, Emilio. Okay, let's just get right to it. Let's talk about the first half. We'll break down the goals in just a second and, and the key moments because, again, we'll talk about the penalty situation. I'll share my thoughts on what I saw. But before that, just give me your analysis of the first half overall. Um, after that sort of you know, slow start, the first few minutes, you know, where West Brom were looking, you know, were playing long balls. They were really starting to set their dominance on, on, on the game. But we, we quickly took control of the game. You know, we were passing the ball nicely, good swift passing. Cabano calling him out extremely lively. I thought Cabano had a very good game again. Again, front of front of goal, maybe let's, we, let's, let's question his ability in scoring in front of goal. But overall, you know, he looked very lively. In that first half, he was all over the place, you know, winning corners, winning free kicks, looking dangerous. I thought our, our movement in particular was very, very good. And, and I think we, you know, going into half time, tuning up, I think was... was 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 deserved. I know there's a bit of controversy on the penalty, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But overall, you know, we were good value for our for our halftime lead. West Brom had little response. There was a moment when they maybe should have done better. When it's one nil, uh, they had a right. free header. When it, you know, Ben to- um, Rodak wasn't you know made a comfortable save. But overall, they didn't really pose many problems, to be honest. And this is like I said, the third best team in the in the division. That's not saying a lot on that performance today. Right, Emilio, and uh, I'll just share my thoughts. Listen, Fulham bossed the first half. Yeah. We'll talk about the uh, penalty situation in just a second. But overall, if I look at it, I thought Fulham were worthy of the 2-0 yeah. advantage at the half. Were they fortunate? I believe so. And I'll just share with you my view on what I watched. Now, I get replays. Mm. And it looked like to me that Bartley got the ball. Mitro goes down. I don't think this is a dive at all, but I think Fulham were fortunate, Emilio. I let everyone judge after they've had a look at this. And I'm not trying to take the gloss off of a Fulham victory. I'm just trying to be honest here. I think that Fulham actually got a – I wouldn't call it a gift, but they got a good call go their way. And we're fortunate, Emilio. I don't know what you saw at the ground. Yeah, for me, it was the other side of the pitch. Stevie Lidiard messaged me straight after the, 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 the incident and said it was no way a penalty. And obviously, yeah. obviously Steve, you know, I, I agree, you know, I'll take his word for it. He sent me a, re, a video, Reba, which I saw at half time, and clearly I agree it wasn't a penalty. But, you know, I always, I always, you know, me over the years, some you win, some you lose. They, they, these decisions even themselves out over the course of the season. Coventry goal, well, their Coventry goal, that, you know, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Uh, you know these things right. even themselves out. You know one one goes against us, one goes for us. So I'll take it nonetheless. But let's let's but let's reflect on the fact. How did we get that penalty, Dennis? Press exactly. He, it all started from Dennis Adoy. Had yep. no you know persisted, pressed, won the ball, and then 
you know, we we created we created the opportunity. We it gave the the, the sometimes it gives the referee a decision to make. If you're not pressing, you're not creating opportunities. You're not being direct and 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 quick on the ball. Then you're not going to have a chance of scoring goal. And I think Dennis is you know his attacking presence. I think Dennis had a very good game, and I want to call him out because it was him. You could argue semi-assisted that that penalty because without that, you know, inter, you know, intervention there and that pressing, we wouldn't have had a chance to uh, get a controversial penalty. Okay, excellent. And let's talk about Mitro's taking of the penalty. And what's interesting about this, I've been watching him a great deal. Mm. He's been going to the left. I had a feeling he would go right this time. Yeah. He did. Johnston guessed right, yeah. but Mitro's goal was well taken. Thoughts on the goal? Yeah, exactly. Again, the goalkeeper did did guess the, you know the right way, and you know I thought it was almost on the verge of not scoring. I thought the keeper was going to make a save there, but it, it was a lot. Obviously, because of the controversy, sometimes the, the the striker loses a bit of I would say not confidence, but sometimes you want to take the penalty quickly. You've got the ball, you've got the ball on the spot, you're ready to take the penalty, and you're waiting for all the sort of the back chat, you know, re- talk with the refereeing, that you know, con- you're challenging the decision. You know, when you've got the penalty and it's a straightforward penalty and you take it immediately then you're more likely to score I think sometimes that sort of one minute pause between the decision and taking the penalty might have distracted Mitrovic but again this player's on form at the moment his confidence is sky high and he wasn't going to miss today okay excellent Emilio all right let's then talk about the second goal and again if we're form fans we've seen the other side of this a team not really uh, responding well and another team taking advantage of it listen you take anything that's given to you. Yeah. If you if someone gives you a goal, you take the goal. Yeah. And to Mitro's credit, he was right on top of it. He took advantage of the situation and scored a second. I don't have any, you know, feeling bad about the fact that we got another goal here because you know, again, if they're going to present it to you, my friend, you take yeah. it. You take it. Thoughts, exactly. thoughts on the situation that led up to Mitro's second goal and his second goal. And same thing again. If again, wrong side of the pitch for me, but I think it was Seri as well who pressed to force yeah. to force the defender to play the back pass. To be honest, as then it was all that pressing and pressing and pressing. If you're putting the, your opposition under under pressure, you're forcing them to make mistakes, and that's what you know. Today, at times, we didn't play at our best. We played better this season, and 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 maybe not won as comfortably. But it's a pressing. It's put, it's making those mistakes. You're, you're you're putting your opposition under pressure, and they put their back pass. But again. Mitrovic in the right place. He still has to score. Let's be honest, he still has to score. It wasn't. It's not like he's got an open goal there. He still has right. to get there first, and he has to find the back of the net. So again, player on confidence, 100% fit. He's back to the Mitrovic from from two seasons ago. And this guy carrying on like this, we're going to storm this division. <laughs> he is on fire, my friend. Yeah, he, is. he is so he dangerous. Is. Watching him, and I'm glad that you mentioned this. We've all been talking about his fitness. He yeah. looks like he's really increased his fitness. He looks slighter. Yeah. He looks like he's lost yeah. weight. He looks he very fit. And yeah. honestly, it's all coming together this season. He's just proven the fact that last season was, I hate to say it, really not about him. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah. It was about him really not fitting into a certain system, which is fine. He fits into the system. That's the bottom mm. line. It's all worked. And uh, he leads Fulham at the half to a 2-0 lead. And we go in the second half, Emilio. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because you can look at this two ways. And you mentioned this, and then we'll talk about some of the uh, controversial situations coming up. But let's talk about the approach from West Brom. Obviously, at halftime, the manager got mm-hmm. to them because they came out strong. You should have yeah. expected it. Yeah. I expected it. And there are two ways to look at it. 
full, you know, again, we're not dominant early on in the second half, but you know what? They defended well. There mm-hmm. were some good opportunities from West Brom. They missed their opportunities, did not score. Okay. But Fulham stayed true mm-hmm. to themselves and always looked dangerous on the break. That was the yeah. one thing that stood yeah. out to me, Emilio. If I'm looking at the second half, before we talk about the two red cards and the goal, mm-hmm. Fulham overall in the second half, if I analyze it, they basically they saw the match out and they were just waiting for the opportunities. Give credit to West Brom for playing a better second half. But overall, they were just not good enough. And Fulham, mm. again, took advantage of their opportunities on the break, which caused the red card for them. And mm. then, of course, Fulham get the third goal. But yeah. let's just get, give me your overall thoughts on the second half, and then we'll talk about the controversial situations. Yeah, so at the beginning, it felt like a bit like the QPR game. You know, when you know yep. we were 1-0 at half-time, second half, the QPR came you know, came out stronger, and so did West Brom, obviously, clearly 2-0 down. You know, they've got, they've got to sort of start show their presence, and, you know, they did what we expected them to do, but, you know, we our passing was a little bit harried. You know, again, it was similar with QPR when we conceded that goal, and just sometimes we just need to be a little bit more composed, and, you know, some of us were calling out, maybe we just needed to make a substitution, just change right. it a little bit. Maybe bring Josh Onimer in there, maybe take Seri or Reed off. Just to add some bit of strength in that midfield, in that midfield, because I thought we were getting bullied off the ball quite easily. Um, West Brom, let's be honest, are not a pretty team. You know, not, I'm not seeing much of them this season. I've, you know, I've seen you know highlights here and there, but they're they're not pretty to watch. To be honest, they're pretty ugly, and you know, I don't want them anywhere near the Premier League. I don't want another Burnley in the Premier League. To be honest, I don't want to play like that. <laughs> so, but overall, I think we struggled for that first 15, 20 minutes. Okay. We didn't really, we didn't really sort of, I think, impose ourselves. You know, we didn't get much of the ball. We were, we were giving the ball away quite cheaply. Um, we just needed to be a little bit more settled and composed. And and uh, thankfully, we you know, we rode the storm. And then, you know, obviously, we went on and scored a third goal and closed the game out. But yeah, it's just, that first 20 minutes just goes to show if the goal game was nil-nil yep. and we had a team like West Brom pressing us and, get, and allowing us to give the ball away cheaply, then, you know, we've got to watch that. We've got to make sure, you know, we've, we've got caught out a few times this season when teams press us. Right, and we give the ball away cheaply, and we don't, and we, we just, we're just, just, just hoofing it at times. And then we, we weren't pretty, but they give credit to West Brom. They, they made it difficult for us in that first. They did. They absolutely did. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I've been going back and forth with my friend Andy, mm. and uh, I think it's split on their style of play amongst the supporters because mm. it's not pleasing on the eyes at times. No. But they have some quality players. Let's just no. say that, and they did make things difficult for Fulham in the second half. But you know, and again, Fulham really caused what happened mm. here with, with the uh, Furlong getting the straight red, Emilio. This, mm. this was totally a straight red. This is, again, mm. I don't think you can question this. This is mm. a straight red, and Fulham are up by a man. Do you feel at this point that game, set, and match? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the straight red. Yeah, and it was literally in front of me. I think there's still a few people around me who were a little uncertain whether it was or wasn't a straight red. As far as my instinct was, instant reaction was, it was, it was, a, it was a straight red card for me. You know, it was right in front of me. There was contact there, and you know, lo- you know, give Kerry Wilson credit because he actually took, he controlled the ball well. Exactly. You know, again, he could have miscontrolled that, and maybe it would have been a different outcome. But ultimately, he controlled the ball well. Defender Furlong forced to make the the mistake, and you know, he got a straight red card. I think it. For me, I haven't seen a replay, but I, my instant reaction was red card for me. Okay, and I'm just going to share this from Chris Goodwin. No doubt, clear red card. Wilson would have been yeah. on goal. And mm. I, I think that is the consensus on mm. that. And I totally agree with that. It was a red card. Okay, my friend. Let's now mm. talk about the third goal. And again, <laughs> this is 
this is great stuff because it looked like it was going to break down. Yeah. We're talking about the third goal. <clears throat> I didn't think this was going to come off, but credit to mm-hmm. Harry Wilson, credit to the phone players, and credit to Mitro because yeah. uh, he puts in the back of the net the third. That's... He just shows over yeah. and over again why he's his top striker, Mitro. But it's but uh, Emilio, it's not just about him. Like I not, said, it's not... also about Harry Wilson. Yeah. So let's it... talk. Let's talk about the goal that put the match away. Yeah, just you know, I you know the fact that Wilson chased that ball down, you know, maybe you know two 0 up, comfortable, he chased that ball. It's, you know, it was maybe the slight. It felt it. You know, I need to look at it again. Was it slightly over the line? I don't think the ball was fully over. I think the ball was partially over the line. But I think the, Steve Lidgett, correct me if you're listening, is does the yep. ball have to be fully over the line rather than partially over the line? But I, either way, to me, it looks slightly over the line. But he cut it back perfectly, and guess who's there? You know, Mitrovic. You give him a sniff of a chance anywhere in that penalty, especially in that six-yard box. He's yep. in the back of the net. It's just again, it's what I said earlier: his instinct, his awareness, his confidence, his sharpness, everything, all these adjectives. You know, no, no, no one's going to stop him if he carries on like that. We keep presenting opportunities like that to him. More <laughs> often than not, they're in the back of the net. And and to be honest, it's you know, there was a criticism from me is that there's a bit of selfishness in that game. You know, Cabano, who you know had a great game, went for goal. In the second half, miss. If he squared it to Mitrovic, Mitrovic would have had his hat trick a lot earlier. Wilson was a bit selfish early with the other chance. So again, we're creating a lot of opportunities, but you know, maybe that's how, that comes with confidence and arrogance. Yep. You're two 0 up, three 0 up. You can afford to take. You have a bit of arrogance and take long puns, but sometimes I think we're still not. Maybe our conversion ratio still needs to be a little bit higher because we're creating a hell of a lot of chances. But sometimes our finishing from players outside of Mitrovic is, isn't as high as it should be. So that's just just something to be aware of. If Mitrovic gets an injury or is, or is suspended or whatever reason, then you know maybe you know, we've got to be aware of where the goals are going to come from as, as frequently as they are at the moment. I totally agree with that. Okay, I'm just going to share a couple more comments. Chris Davidson says 100% red card. Let's see our friend Steve Turner. He was last man and it was a goal-scoring chance. Had yeah. to be a red by the letter of the law. Again, I'm not... Hmm. going to dispute that at all. But let's talk about the other situation hmm. that is going to affect Fulham. And honestly, <laughs> I watched this back. I think this is a red card. Steve Williard can can be a better judge of this. I, I, I think this is a straight red as hmm. well, Emilio. So you probably didn't get a good look at this. But let's just talk about your thoughts on hmm. this because this hurts Fulham. Yeah. This Tosin's playing well. What's interesting, I was thinking about this after it happened. I'm like, in years past, I thought this could be really hurtful, but Fulham actually have players that can mm-hmm. come in yeah. and, with an opportunity to take his place for, for three matches. But it's uh, it's too bad, like you said. It took a little bit of the gloss off mm-hmm. the victory mm-hmm. versus Red. It did. And it's a point when before Mitrovic scored his third goal, you know, I was I was actually disputing whether Tosin deserves to be man of the match. I was actually saying, well, he's actually <laughs> the man of the match. Mitrovic looking sharp, scored a penalty. Scored a good second goal, you know, in, you know, striker's instinct there. But Tosin had a fantastic game, you know. And then he had the, you yep. know, I thought then he had the, the header on goal, which keeper made a good save. Then yep. Mitrovic scores a third goal and said, "Okay, oh, you can't, you can't not give your hat trick player the man of the match." And then Tosin does that. That that for me was immaturity. Sorry, I'm, you know, that, yep. I'm pissed off about that. To be honest, it's you're three 0 up, no need to challenge there. And it reminds me of the sending off of Anthony Robinson against Chelsea last season. He didn't need to make that challenge last year, and Robinson got sent off at home against Chelsea. If you remember, similar similar situation, not you know, not in a dangerous position. Toasting a three and up for goodness' sake. Why have you made that challenge? So that pisses me off, to be honest. It has taken the gloss off the game, and I'm disappointed in that he, you know, these young players. He has a, he's had a great game. He's had a last two or three good games. Grown back into the season, I thought this, the early part of the season he was sort of a bit mixed. Some good, some sort of average performances, but he's grown in the last few games. 
we've got some clean sheets, another clean sheet today, and he's he's let himself down there. I think that was unnecessary. You've got to look. You've got you can't make those mistakes. These young players, you have to learn from that, and maybe he will learn from this. That's like Robinson did last season against Chelsea. No need to have made that set that that foul, if you recall. So I'm disappointed with that at this point because he was on from the verge of being man of the match for me. If it wasn't for Mitrovic's hat trick, I thought he had a very good game, very strong in defence, and controlled the back line very, very well. So yeah, so this it did. It, it was frustrating. It was a it was a bad bad decision from Tosin. He had no reason to make that foul. You know, just you're three 0 up. Now you're three. You're, you're going to be banned for the next three games. But you mentioned a point earlier, Russ. And we've got our players are all back from injury, and that's that's another positive from today. Carvalho coming back on. Tom Kenny's figured in the last two or three games. You know, Kenny Tete's on the bench. So to be honest, you know, either you put Dennis Adoy in central defence and put Tete wide, or you put Bobby Reed wide and put Dennis Adoy in central defence. You bring Hector back. There's options, right? right? There's, you know, let the manager make that decision against Black for Blackburn next week, but. Unnecessary, you know, it breaks up a very good four, four match winning streak, clean sheets galore, and then Tosi makes a, a very childish error there, to be honest. And I'm, I am calling him out for that because you, you can't, you, you don't need to do that. Okay. I also want to share this because I agree with Chris on this. You got, <laughs> I got a good view yeah, on this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why Snodgrass didn't get a red. He just yeah. clocked yeah. Anthony Robinson across the head. Yeah. So again, we can that. talk about Tosin, but how about Snodgrass yeah. not getting a red? Yeah, he's 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 always been unlucky. <laughs> Firstly, you know, he's never been pretty to watch, but it's the refereeing today was abysmal. You know, again, I think overall just some of the decisions that he let go, it's just not good enough. You know, won't be surprised we see VAR in the championship in the next couple of seasons, <laughs> to be honest. It's just the overall the referee had a I didn't think he had a very good game. He didn't really have control yep. of the game. Yep. This yeah. actually started yeah. from a comment from Reese Williams. Don't know how Snodgrass stayed on the pitch, mm. swinging yeah. elbow to Anthony's face right in front of the referee. Yeah. I, again, it was right yeah, there. Absolutely. I, I, Point blank. I agree with ref- what, else is, what was the referee watching there, to be honest? I don't know. Nicholas? I don't know. I don't know. All right, my friend. Great stuff to finish up. Coming up next, we're going to talk about man of the match. Okay, Emilio, to finish up, let's go to the man of the match. You already talked about Tosin, but it's hard not to give it to Mitro. Yeah, yeah. After you get another hat trick, is it Mitro? <laughs> if yeah. you're watching live, do you agree mm-hmm. that it, it just has to be Mitro? Mm-hmm. Feel free to share your thoughts on man of the match. I believe Giannis already chimed in with uh, with Mitro. Yeah, I think it's. I think we have to give it no choice. Just especially the the, the two instincts. You know, those those the predatory Mitrovic in, in that in that penalty area. He's dangerous, this man. And um, just I'll send you, like I said, the video. Yep. When he was sort of when you're celebrating with a match ball after the game, I'll send that to you afterwards. But overall, I think you've got to give it to him. But the other call-outs, like I've mentioned, is Tosin up to the sending off. Very good game, very strong game, very good defensively. Dennis Adoy, a couple of nervous moments here and there. But overall, Dennis looked strong, fit, contributed to the first, to the penalty. So, you know, Dennis is, you know, love him to bits, as you know. Yep. And Cabano. Again, another good game, especially in the first half. Very, very lively, very dangerous. We've got a lot of free kicks and a lot of corners. So they were the three best players for me on the pitch today. Okay, excellent. I'm going to share all the comments, and they're pretty much going to be Mitro. Chris Goodwin, Mitro, the man, is on goal-scoring fire. Steve Turner, Mm -hmm. Mitro. Chris Davidson, Mitro. Dominic Versace, Cabano. Okay, let's see. Very funny, Steve, with your... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very, very funny. Very Should we give funny, it to the referee, yeah. Steve, for giving us a penalty? Maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, maybe that was a turning point. Who knows? And again, we were dominant. Yeah. I think we would have won without that controversial penalty in the first half. I don't okay. think that made much difference. 
Okay. Yeah. Chris Davidson comes back and says this, and I'm not going to disagree with him. If Kabbalah yeah. could finish, he could have yeah. gotten man of the match. I agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And he, let's go back to the three-match ban. Steve Lee did stupid red for a three-game ban. Steve, you're right. And, again, I just advise yeah. take off your Fulham hat, watch it back. It's a red card from Tosin. It just is. I'm yeah. just going to call it what it is. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I don't think you can question it once you've watched it. It's pretty bad. Mm. And, uh, again, I love Tosin, but you've got, this is, you've got to learn. He, you've got he's got to learn. learn from this. He can't yeah. be doing this. Like I said, it reminds me of the Robinson one last week, last season against. Yes, Chelsea. it's very same similar. Same, same very thing. similar. Um, very similar, my friend. Okay, listen, great. Thank you so much for joining me, Emilio. Right. Fi- final thoughts before we go. Look, we're, we're we're bouncing up. We're up the table. Four consecutive wins. Clean sheets. Strikers on form. Players returning back from injury. You know, guess Tosin's got three match ban. We've got options, though. So I don't think that's going to be as badly missed as it could have been but overall you know we've got nothing to complain about we're on the up and you know we've distanced ourselves from West Brom these are the games we need to be winning the six pointers the teams around us distance yourself against those teams and you know carry on like this and I think the Premier League is inching closer game by game so you know come on you whites absolutely Emilio and uh Still to play is Parker mm. Ball. We'll see if Fulham can stay within two points yeah. of Parker Ball. Yeah. But that's going to be fun, Emilio, coming yeah. up in December when Scott Parker returns. Mm. You know, I wish I could fly over for that one. I, I think that's <laughs> going to be incredible. But honestly, we should all be happy. Yeah. We really should be happy with what's going on with Fulham. They took care of business today. Style points, whatever you think, you know, about the victory. It's about the three points. They deserve to win this match. Mm, mm. What, did they deserve to win it 3-0? I don't know. But you know what? They did. Just yeah. like they beat Nottingham Forest. You, Nottingham Forest supporters can complain all they want. They lost the match. Same thing here. But I, I have a lot of respect for West Brom. They're going to be close to us. They just didn't have it today. This is about Fulham. Anyway, uh. well, we're going to wrap this up. For my co-host, the Fulham Shadow, Emilio Danella, <laughs> our Golden Figures, always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.